The Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use the promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. And finally, we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. got away from Joshua Kimmich, Manchester United, Ericsson, and Ulreich on the line makes the block, and Manchester United should have scored inside four minutes. Christian Ericsson and Rasmus Hoyland denied. Sané for Kane, Kane for Sané. an awful mistake by the Manchester United goalkeeper and somewhat against the run of play Bayern Munich take the lead and Onana is left with his face in the turf the goal I'm afraid goes down to his error finally he doesn't need telling does he Onana Musiala lovely turn Dallo going with him, Musiala gliding along, trying to cut inside, Serge Gnabry, 2-0. Oh, how a game can change. Manchester United have been undone in three minutes. And their coach is left shaking his head. First Sané, then Gnabry, 2-0. No, it's all about Jamal Luciala here. Absolutely brilliant run and the foresight to find his man with a well-weighted pass. Regular. Bouncing back into Bruno, first time to Casemiro, Rashford and Hoyland on the turn as his first Manchester United goal. Rasmus Hoyland for Manchester United, who are back in this game. An early goal in the second half for Eric Ten Hag's side, and it's put a whole different complexion on the game. Well, he's hardly had a kick. The undone in this match. I'm sure Kimmy put this corner kick. There's some appeals for a handball against Ericsson in there. That will clearly be looked at. 
ever. He clearly hits his left hand and it is a penalty to Bayern Munich. And into the net from Harry Kane. It's a brilliant penalty. And Bayern lead 3-1. Turning away from Casemiro, shimmying around Christian Eriksen and playing a brilliant ball into Sané, who hits the post. What a run from Musiala. Garnacho. Bruno Fernandes to Rashford. Martial, very nicely done. And scooped into the net by Casemiro. made the last few minutes very interesting indeed because Casemiro has scored a second for Manchester United well they threw everything that ran attack Lima has it and this is Matis Tell Matis Tell looking for Muller it's off the woodwork Tell hit his own man would love that to go in it would have sealed it it's Matty's tail and that has sealed it it's 4-2 and it's all over now well, a lot of people talking about this youngster Matty's tail Bruno Fernandes is going for goal and he's put it in. There is a seventh goal in the game. Bayern Munich four, Manchester United three. Well, there's so many bodies in front of Ulrich. Well, that is the end of it. Bayern Munich have won. You are listening to Bet MUFC on the Soccer Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Bet MUFC X account at Bet MUFC. That's at Bet MUFC. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast X account at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network at Gambling Podcast. That's at Gambling Podcast. And finally, you can follow my other Twitter account where I tweet about all sports, post free plays and post my monthly P&L because I'm a tracked and transparent handicapper who has delivered 123 months in a row of transparent track profit. And that is at X. That's at X. You won't need to go far to find a spreadsheet from last month. It's always the pin tweet. In a few weeks, the month of August will be replaced by the month of September. The month of, on the month of September is on course to be the 124th month in a row of transparent track profit. I encourage people to do the research. I encourage people to do due diligence. And you can do that by heading over to the website, lockbetting.com, where every single spreadsheet is posted. So once it stops being a pin tweet, 
it moves over to lockbetting.com and it's posted with all of the other spreadsheets. When you have a look through spreadsheets, don't just glance at it and see that it makes a profit. Have a look at the type of bets we do because the bankroll management is unlike any other. We don't chase losses with bigger plays. It's all sensible bankroll management. You can have losing days, you can have losing weeks, but we do not have losing months and we don't do it by putting out five unit plays or 10 unit maxes, 20 unit whales, 50 or even 100 unit play of the year nonsense. We just manage the bankroll sensibly. Meaning that anyone with a disposable income can make money with that service. Um, if you don't have a disposable income, you shouldn't be betting anyway because you should never make a bet where you need to win. Betting is not a way to get yourself out of debt or to pay bills. It is a pastime and it can be a profitable, a profitable one, especially if you know what you're doing. So if you want more information Shoot me a DM on that last X account that I mentioned. It is at LockBettingX. That's at LockBettingX. Before we move on to looking back at the game against Bayern Munich, because that's where I want to start, because I don't really think that was an awful performance. Yes, there was some bad defensive mistakes. Like We've become used to that with Man United, the defence and the midfield are still very disjointed. But we did score three goals against Bayern Munich. And the penalty would not have been given in the EPL. Uh, we dominated the game for large periods and we scored three times. Now, one of those goals was in garbage time and even the second one was quite late. But we hung with Bayern Munich. We actually dominated the start of the game and their goal was against the runner play. No matter what narrative people want to put out there, you can literally listen to that commentary just now and the commentator said it was against the run of play. So um, during that game, after the first 20-25 minutes, I immediately decided what I was going to do at the weekend. But we'll talk all about that later. We'll look back more at that Bayern Munich game. We'll hear from Eric Ten Hag. We'll look ahead to the trip to Burnley, 8 o'clock kickoff on Saturday UK time. Before we do that, let me quickly take a pause to tell you guys about DraftKings. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with the code SGP. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Let me also tell you guys about game time. Buying tickets to your favourite events shouldn't be stressful, and often it is and has been for me. Um, Travelled to multiple events. Uh, been to the New Camp, been to the Amsterdam Arena, been to the Labour Cup in Prague. US events, um, NFL, NBA, MLB, UFC, WWE, Premier League soccer games over here. It's always stressful when you go at the last minute. If you use someone like StubHub, uh, you're always waiting for the tickets to come through. They're slow to help you when they don't. Will call don't care or the box office don't care because you didn't get it from them. Game time, make that stress go away. It's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy and theatre. They have killer last minute deals with the best price guarantees. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. One of the stresses is always 
Um, should I buy my tickets now? Shall I wait? Are they going to get cheaper? Are they going to get more expensive? Are these the best seats? Are better seats going to ha- come up? And what price are they going to be? Well, the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets for the same section in a row for less, that guarantee will mean that you get credited 110% of the difference. So, Snag tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app and create an account. Use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but again, create an account, redeem the code CFBX, and that sweetens the deal even more because you get an extra $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Andre, commiserations. How are you and the team feeling after that defeat? It's difficult. No, it's difficult. To, um, to lose this way because I think we were in the beginning we start we start very good and um, after my mistake um, we lost the control of the game I'm um, you know it's a difficult situation for, for us for me especially because I, I'm the one who let the team down and uh, yeah but um, the team was good we were very good I think because of me we didn't win this game so yeah I'm happy for the work of the teams and um, we just have to move on you know this is life of the goalkeeper and um, if uh, we didn't win today it's um, because of me there was a lot of focus on the first goal conceded particularly after the positive start Manchester United had in the game do you feel that that goal being conceded is, is the responsibility of yourself and why the game ended up the way it did eventually I think, I think yes I think yes you know, because we, we were very good on the ball, we didn't create any chances. The first shot, um, the shot on target, I made a mistake. So I think um, it was the keep on, you know, it was the keep on and the team, the team went down because of that mistake. So, well, we have to, I have to learn from it and be strong, move on. It's not an easy situation, but uh, I'm very happy for the comeback of the team. We were fighting till the end, but I have to, you know, I have to recognize because of me, we, we didn't win. It's still early days in your Manchester United career, but do you feel like you still have a lot to prove to the Manchester United fans? Of course, of course. I still have a, I have a lot to prove because, uh, to be honest, my study in Manchester United uh, is not so good. How, it's not how I want. Play how I play today for me is uh, one of my worst games. And uh, it's difficult, you know, it's difficult because we, we have big ambition, we are a very big club and we want to win everything. And... It was a big bound for us to. It was a big opportunity for, for us to bounce back after the, um, the situation. The situation we are facing, and yeah, it's tough. You know, it's tough time, and we have to be together. We have to continue working how we are doing, and uh, learn from our mistake because it's the yeah, it's the only thing to do. Thanks for talking to us. You're welcome. So, Nana coming out and taking blame for the loss which I guess is partly true, but you won't hear that very often where a player takes full responsibility for the loss. And also you won't hear the background story behind that where Unana wasn't listed as the person who was doing media, but offered himself up as the person to do media, given what happened with that goal. He wanted to do it. He volunteered so that he could go out there and say that. Obviously, one side of this could be seen as politicking, as in Anana felt responsible and wanted to uh, make himself look more endearing to the Manchester United fans. But I don't believe so. Um, since Andre Anana has been there, he's been very um, open with the fans, especially when you go down to Carrington. 
is one of the players who stops and talks um, in the middle and even though there's people coming up to him uh, in other areas like where the players drive their cars down the the main road um, where there's temporary traffic lights and things like that you see Inanna stopping and doing autographs and photos and things like that so he's been very very open with the with the fans not sure how long that'll last because Man United fans can be very annoying and stalkerish. So there's one thing going down there, watching a train away, you can watch it from and um, within and within within reason, and waiting where you're told to wait, and then going down and stalking people down roads and whatnot. But it's neither here nor there when it comes down to performance. I'm just saying generally, he seems like a nice guy. Um, seems like he would have taken responsibility for the right reasons, but it doesn't take away from the fact that his performances have been poor in a shot-stopping capacity. Now, we do have that sweeper-keeper that we want. He can pass the ball out. He could probably land it on a on a quarter uh, or 50 pence piece, as we would say here. But that isn't really translating to goals, as far as I'm concerned. I can't think of an attack where Inanna played it out directly and... From that very attack, we quickly we quickly reacted and put the ball in the back of it. I can't think of one. Uh, perhaps there has been one. Perhaps there will be some to come. But the primary function of the goalkeeper, even though David De Gea couldn't do what Inanna does, is to save shots. And Inanna isn't saving enough shots. And I'm not clamouring for David De Gea because David De Gea, as I said, couldn't do what Inanna did. And he let in a lot of poor goals. And he never really gave me confidence at the back. I don't think the communication was there between David De Gea, David De Gea and the back line. Didn't come across as a leader. Uh, at the times he was captain, I never understood it. Uh, but he was a good shot stopper. And we knew we were losing a shot stopper who was better than Unana. But Unana was still showing um, de- decent shot stopping capacity because... If you can't do that, Inter Milan don't get through to the Champions League and you don't keep the most clean sheets in the Champions League, which is what Inter did. And Unana was the goalkeeper and he was probably the best goalkeeper uh, in the Champions League last season. So I don't know what's going wrong. I don't know why pretty much everything's finding its way in. Uh, Unana hasn't faced a lot of shots this season. I think I was looking through the, the stats in terms of how many shots Inanna had faced and how many had gone into the back of the net. And it wasn't flattering. So it is something that we need to resolve or he needs to look at. As for the actual performance overall, I expected Man United to be more out of this game and for the result to flatter us. When I was looking at this being a 3-1 scoreline, I was looking at Manchester United trying to play on the counter-attack um, Bayern Munich getting the breakthrough and then Manchester United coming back into it once it opened up but leaving ourselves exposed to conceding whilst chasing the game. So that's why I was looking at maybe a 3-1 scoreline with Man United possibly getting back into it at some stage at one all or, or maybe at 2-1. Um, but I didn't see it like this. I didn't see Bayern Munich scoring a goal against the run of play. I didn't see United getting back into the game at the start of the second half and then having a penalty awarded against us that wasn't one. And penalty decisions have gone against us all season so far. Everybody will point back and say that 
you know, Wolves should have had one. Wolves should have had one. If you think that, I think that's more than been levelled out at the moment because the Tottenham one was clear. There was clear ones against Arsenal as well and this one wasn't a penalty in the opinions of 90% of people. Yet it gets given against us. Yet we get back into the game and yet we concede seconds later for 4-2. Not learning from the mistakes earlier on in the season such as um, the Arsenal game where we were ahead for 60 seconds. And in this game, we got back into it for a couple of minutes. So it's disappointing to repeat the same mistakes. It's disappointing that a bad decision and a goalkeeping error cost us a game here. But the positives are this is Bayern Munich. And this weekend we have Burnley. And if we replicate the performance against Bayern Munich against Burnley, then Manchester United get back on track this weekend and I want to move on to talking about that because um, as I've mentioned over on the EPL show the lock from the EPL this weekend will be coming from that Burnley game and I decided upon it about 20-25 minutes into the Bayern Munich game when I was looking at how Manchester United were playing and looking at the fact that we looked a lot more balanced and that we knew what we were doing in that game, and that's how we made such a good start to the buying game, and should have been a goal up. So I decided that if we can do this against Burnley, if we look this balanced, then we will definitely win at the weekend. And without giving too much away here, uh, we'll talk more about that when we actually break down those game that break down that game, run through the odds, and even listen to Eric Ten Hag prior to doing that. Before we move on to that portion of the show. I'm going to take a quick pause to tell you about Underdog Fantasy because from October to f- or from now until October the fourth, fourth, Underdog is matching 100% of first deposits up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy with a total of two million in prizes all season long, a hundred k in prizes this week, 10k to 10 people this week, and a new sweepstakes every week of the NFL season. This week's higher or lower is Tyreek Hill, and it's his receiving yards of 91.5, higher or lower. Even if you're wrong, you still have a chance to win $10,000. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash on Undog Fantasy's mobile app or website, UndogFantasy.com. When you sign up with a promo code SGPN, Undog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy and promo code SGPN. And finally, let me tell you guys about Hall of Fame Bets. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Eric, with Mason Mount nearly fit to come back into the team, would you consider playing him on the right wing given that you've not got many options there at the moment? Um, also, this has been discussed uh, before, but we have options over the right uh, to fill this in. And uh, uh, we will see uh, how we fill it in. Uh, as I say, we have the options, but also they have to be available. And then, yeah, you have to get the routines in. But uh, the principles and rules, they are clear. I think you said last month after the Tottenham defeat that some players didn't run. There were some clips from the game in the week where it appeared as though the players weren't running, weren't busting a gut. Did, did you notice that? Is, is that a concern? So, 
it's always a concern when we didn't run. But I think against uh, Bayern, it was not the case. Uh, but in certain situations, yes. So it's also uh, recognized and uh, in which situation. And then it's about, is it about, yeah, uh, didn't they recognize it? So didn't they scan it? And didn't they make the right decisions? Or is it about willingness? So against Spurs, yeah, we didn't run uh, too much. And well, we had a game... Uh, last uh, where we didn't the same we didn't run but uh, there were also games I think against Bayern uh, we did our best uh, from physical outputs but I think we didn't always run in the wrong in the right moment Mr. Ten Hag eight of your goals conceded this season have happened shortly after a restart are you concerned at all by how your players focus after conceding or scoring a goal? It's not concerned but uh, we are aware of it and so, yeah, of course, um, you can't close your eyes for things like this. And um, so we coach the players, we coach the team uh, in that fact. You talked about, in pre-season, you said you want United to be the best transition team in the world and you want to play with speed. Um, do you worry at all at the speed at which other teams are attacking you? Yeah, but that um, when you also make that... Um, the analyze of the goals against, and I think defense transition, we are quite good, but uh, in the, let's say, when they started an organized situation, uh, we were not always that good. Well, you, is there a specific reason you're not that good in that defense transition? Uh, there are reasons, but I, uh, all the time when you explain reasons, uh, you will make uh, from it is our excuses, so I don't want to talk about. So I just I have to, to coach my team. Uh, to put them um, this, say, conclusions. Um, and I have to make them aware of these conclusions and then also to give them solutions for it. So you have a plan for sorting this? Yeah, well, you, you, that is my job, uh, to give uh, solutions for the problems who are there. Rob? Um, on, on Wednesday, you said that part of the problem with the, the defending was possibly the mentality of the players, not the whole problem, but, but part of it. Is there any concern or, or worry that you've been in the job a year now and you're still talking about the mentality of players because it's understandable that individual mistakes might happen but the players have been with you for a year now and, and they, they will know your standards and what you expect of them in, in that area so we have shown that we can do it uh, because uh, last year uh, we uh, for instance we had the most clean sheets in the Premier League and because of the team because we defended very good as a team and so we have to get back to that standards and of course I'm pushing the team I demanding the team and from the start of the season but uh, but it are uh, human beings are not robots and so why they are not doing it yeah uh, I try to find out and uh, and I try to get I give the, the solutions and I also try to motivate the players to do the job do you know why they're not doing it no <laughs> But that is, there's always, and when you are in a period where we are in, and you always, as a, as a manager, you're asking you yourself these questions. And my job is uh, to get them to do the job. Uh, Neil, um, one of the big things you did last season was get a spirit back amongst the team. You know, when you were in problems, the, the spirit brought you through. Has that spirit gone a little bit, do you think, at the moment? 
Ah, you can see, eh, if you bounce back like we, eh, eh, in Munich, that, then you can't say the spirit is not right. Eh? They, they can fight back. Eh? I think we have other problems than that. Then they are... Which all the time we talked about. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people say that the, it's been said that this constant takeover in the background is, 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 is a reason that filters down. Can that make any difference whatsoever? I already explained I, uh, reasons. Uh, it will be excuses, so there are no excuses. We have to perform. Okay. Eric, you said a minute ago that you want to try to find out why players aren't running and taking your messages on board. How do you do that? Do you go to them one-to-one? Do you ask the captain about it? And what's the actual process of that? As a manager, you have many tools. And I make sure I use them. And I would not say all, because all, uh, there are many ways to do it. And uh, you have to be creative, you have to be inventive and innovating. But uh, make sure you can be sure I use many. Can you give, share the examples about of what you do? You do it. You do it in groups. You do it in team. You do it individuals. You do it over video. You do it in personal talks. So yeah, so many, many tools you have, and you have to to put in and to coach your team and to get them in the right direction. Last question, James. Eric, apologies if you answered it before. I was struggling to hear. Is is Jaden unavailable? Then tomorrow, is he, is he one of the unavailable players? <laughs> He's not training with the team. Ah, okay. And uh, uh, can we assume from that it's because he's not he's not yet apologised that he's not training with the team? Uh, I think let's uh, focus on Burnley. I think we have said anything about it. Okay. And Don't on the think? likes of some of your longer-term injuries, Shaw, Malassia, uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, have you got specific timescales yet when you know they they might? back or of course we have plans also we have plans for that we have prognosis yeah, but um, i don't want to share them typical british press there what's going wrong with this what's going wrong with that um, nothing there really alluded to may United losing to Bayern munich 4-3 and playing it close and, and getting a bad decision going against them with a penalty and the first goal coming against the runner play but that's fine um because narratives can dictate prices as far as betting goes and I think we pick up Manchester United at a relatively decent price here Um, it was better um, during the game so there has been some positive line movement if you describe positive line movement as uh, Manchester United's price shortening off the back of the performance so a lot of people watched that game and felt like the way I did which is Manchester United are getting better or Man United will turn this around on Saturday travelling to Burnley if they play the same way against Burnley as they did against Bayern Munich because obviously it is seen as an easier game. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Uh, Bayern Munich is the type of stadium that Man United players will be familiar with uh, in terms of obviously playing their home games at Old Trafford, going to Bayern Munich and playing on a nice pitch and in a nice stadium isn't maybe as difficult as going around the corner and playing away to Burnley where things will be more hostile and the crowd will just be looking for any opportunity to get involved um, with Burnley being the underdog. But I think Manchester United will be able to negate that. 
obviously we have far better players on the pitch and if we're gelling, if we're not playing um, square pegs in round holes, as the saying goes here, then we should be able to overcome Burnley. Now, when I gave Burnley out to my clients during the game, it was 5-6 to six minus 120 on United um, on the money line. We're now getting the price of 3-4. to four. So there has been some line movement there of United priced up at around minus 130 US price. I do think that we will win the game. I do think we'll come through. So it's still worth taking the price. Um, I can't see us keeping a clean sheet yet, though. So we will need a couple of goals to win this game. Both the sides have looked very bad at the back collectively. They've conceded 22 goals in the league so far this season. They have one clean sheet apiece between them in six competitive games. Um, but both sides have scored in five of their six competitive outings. So it's likely Burnley will score. But I think Manchester United will come through and win this game, given that Burnley have conceded at least three in all three home league games this season and have shipped exactly three in two of them. That includes a 3-1 home loss to Aston Villa, while United, they have scored three goals in two of their last four matches. So... Um, you think Man United would have enough here. If they replicate that performance, they should be able to pick up the win. I think Palestri gives us more balance out front. It allows Marcus Rashford to actually play out wide, which is what he didn't do in the game against um, Brighton last weekend when we strangely went into a diamond formation. Uh, we looked a lot more balanced against Bayern Munich. Casemiro looked a little bit better uh, with the midfield contributing a bit more, doing a bit more running. And when you actually look at every defeat Manchester United have had so far this season, if you look at the Arsenal game, uh, look at the Tottenham game, and even look at the Brighton game, Man United were on top for large periods of those games. Um, against Arsenal, we had the game firmly under control. I don't think Arsenal were too threatening in the second half or even in the first. And Manchester United um, had a goal disallowed where we could have won the game. We could have won at Emirates, at the Emirates, and everything would have looked very different as far as narratives go, where Arsenal are seen as this big title contender and Man United are seen as this team who are falling to pieces. Well, if we'd won 2-1 at the Emirates, what would the narrative have been then? Um, we shouldn't have lost the way to Spurs. We were well on top of that game. Spurs' first goal came against the runner play. We outplayed a team who are getting a lot of praise for the way that they're playing under Ange Postacoglu. And the facts tell you that with just the XG that Man United delivered in that game. And against Brighton, their first goal came completely against the runner play. So there's no doubt in my mind that Man United will go here and dominate this game from the start. Dominated against Bayern, dominated periods against Arsenal, dominated from the start against Tottenham, and we dominated the start of the game against Brighton. But we have to score when we're on top. And we can't have these momentary lapses in concentration where we're losing games there that we were playing better in and that can't continue statistically that can't continue the law of averages tells you that that can't continue teams that are on top and are on top for large periods usually go on to win football matches and at the moment Man United aren't doing that they're not scoring when they're on top but by having more balance and by having this front three of Rashford in his correct position Hoyland being a number nine who is threatening with his pace and who may be able to score goals We've seen him so far have a goal disallowed against Brighton, which 
can look harsh from certain angles. And um, we saw him score against Bayern Munich. He now should be two and two, although he is one and two. So he looks like he can score goals. And Palistri being a naturally right-sided player who's hungry for game time. Um, he's made the choice to not go out alone and to fight for his place. Well, now he has a place in the team because of that Jaden Sancho situation and the Anthony situation. A place is opened up for a player who I think could be more suited to the system in terms of Man United wanting to break with pace. Palestri probably has more pace than Anthony. He certainly has more pace than Sancho. I'm quicker than Jaden Sancho at, at, at uh, 39 years old. So... I think there's a big opportunity here and most importantly that gives us balance without having to put Bruno out in one of these wide positions. He could continue to be the um, the number 10 role for us with um, Ericsson providing help to Casemiro because it didn't work with McTominay last week although McTominay didn't get an opportunity in a position I think he, I think he actually wants to play in. There are obviously um, stories about Mount being fit and ready to come back. I would rather see Ericsson giving more of a run in that role because Mount didn't just look bad. He looked absolutely awful when he played for United and he was awful at the end of his Chelsea tenure as well. So I'm not rushing for Mason Mount to come back. I'm not back to I'm not gonna look to welcome him with open arms from what I've seen so far. It'll be interesting to see what's going on with the Amrabat situation and how far away he is because he hasn't had a chance yet. And if it's the World Cup version of Amrabat, that's going to massively improve Man United in the eight box-to-box position. Um, But for this particular game, I do think we have enough. My selection is going to be on Man United to win on the money line, right right on the nose, nice and simple. And um, when we were speaking about the lock over on the EPL show, being on this show, that is the lock on this show. It's going to be Manchester United to win on the money line. As I said, it was a play I decided on playing and making the lock 25 minutes into the Bayern Munich game. And I stick with it here by making that the official lock on this show. So we're going to take Manchester United on the money line as the lean on the show and the EPL lock for this week at the price of um, three to four. Although if you were with lock betting and you did get this 20 minutes or 25 minutes into the game against Bayern after the start that Man United have made, you would be sitting on the price of five to six minus 120. So that concludes this edition of Betting UFC. Don't forget to check out all our usual shows over on lock betting. You have Das Bundesliga show. And you have the European show open to subscribers. If you want to subscribe, it's really simple. Just if you're on if you're on Apple Podcasts, just simply right click, and you'll have access to the European show. You'll have access to the Europa League show, and you have access to every single game of the Champions League being covered here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast and on the Sports Gambling Podcast Net on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Sorry, we will have our usual shows as well, um, such as the EPL show and Scamessa Italia as well. And this weekend, we will have an edition of the Fight Show. We'll have the Fight Show for two weeks in a row, actually, because next weekend, Canelo Alvarez returns to the ring. But this weekend, Joe Joyce gets his rematch. He is looking to reverse the first defeat of his career against Zheli Zhang. But this time, Joe Joyce goes in as an underdog. Last time, he was a significant favourite, a short favourite, at 1-4, minus 400. But off the back of that last result, 
He now goes in as a 6 to 5 plus 120 underdog. Can Joe Joyce get his career back on track? Because if you recall, before that loss, he looked like he was in line for a heavyweight title shot. So can he get his career back on track as an underdog this weekend? Check out that edition of The Fight Show. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.